a special on-the-shelf episode of... Brutal Battle! So this is another new style, or new format of episode that I wanted to give a shot as one of the special ones, because I was thinking about it and I was like, we don't really talk that much about what's now available in, in liquor stores. Well, for where we are, it's liquor stores. For people in other states, they have specific beer stores, but that's why I refer to, to it as liquor stores. So I was like, you know, it might be cool to every now and then to just do an episode where we're like, here are new beers that kind of just hit the shelf. Now, it may be not as new to other people if you're listening from wherever that brewery happens to be. Like, say we have something from like a California brewery, um, you know, whatever special release it is or a regular beer release it is, it's not going to hit our shelves as soon as it's going to hit the shelves out there. So if you're listening from California in that case, you'd be like, oh, that's been out on our shelves for like weeks or a month or more than that. But so we're just basing it off of what's new to us. New to us. Yeah, new to us, but not just new to us in the sense that like, oh, this brewery just showed up, but new as in we know that it's like a new beer from that actual brewery. And so for that, we went to Wine World and we talked to Mike, our good buddy Mike Johnsack at Wine World, and I was like, what's new? What is new from breweries that came in and we can have on the show for this? So we have four beers in front of us, all of which happen to be cans, because cans are becoming very popular nowadays and makes sense. Only one of them is a 16-ounce, though. I want to see more 16-ounce cans out there. Breweries, take note, more 16-ounce cans. I want more ponies. More, oh, like the seven, like seven yeah. ounce? Well, I don't think any craft breweries actually do ponies, to be honest. I don't, I, I've never seen that. I've seen I'm some gonna... of, like, the big guys do it, like Corona's done it before. And... I wonder if there's a market for that. I guess not. Uh, probably not as much as you'd like there to be. Yeah. I, I would think. So, um, so we're just going to go through these and say, hey, this one's on the shelf right now. Is it worth it? Do you like it? What's the deal? So let's just jump into our first one. So the first one I grabbed because I believe this is something we said, hey, we want to try more of this specific series. Uh, If people remember, we did a brewery showcase episode for Two Roads Brewing out of Stratford, Connecticut. And this is one of the beers in their Tanker Truck Sour series. So if you remember on that episode, which by the way, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it because there's a lot of good information and good beers on that episode. Um, we had done the Persian Lime Goza from the Tanker Truck series on that. Yeah. So here we have their Plum Goza, which is a Goza done with Italian plums. Hmm. And this is the 16-ounce can. And wasn't the... What? It was a Persian Lime, yeah. Yeah, Persian Lime. It wasn't just Lime. And this is a, an Italian plum? Huh. Yeah. Oh, the color is so pretty. Well, it's cool because they're they're giving, like, the specifics. Because there are a lot of breweries sometimes who will just be like, like, would put out this exact same beer and just say Plum Goza. Yeah. But these, but this place, they're, they're specifically saying this is an Italian plum. Or this is a Persian lime. Which I like because those things are different. Yeah. If people are very familiar with plums or limes or... In cases where they're like vanilla and they're just like, well, what, where was the vanilla yeah. from? Or coffee beans. That's the other big one, coffee. If you're not telling people where coffee is right. from, it, if it's African coffee, is it South American coffee? Those are two very different flavors for coffee. So I like that they're kind of calling out specifics. Anyway, let's try this. So, it's, so, it's such a pretty like pink. 
It is. Like a little reddish pink. Yeah, it's just... Um, a little hazy, but mm-hmm. kind of clearish. Not much of a head to it, just around the edges, really. You definitely can get, like, that tart. Mm-hmm. Tart on the nose. For some reason, it smells a little van- vanilla-y. I was gonna say, it smells kind of cherry. Okay. Yeah, I could see the cherry notes. I get, like, a creamy vanilla on the end. Yeah, I could see, like... For whatever reason. I can get that salinity from the salt mm-hmm. that goes into Goza. Yeah. I don't know if I can pick up plum. Well, I don't know if I'm super familiar with what plum smells like, to be honest. I mean, I've eaten plums before, but I I don't really remember what they smell like. But it smells really clean and, mm-hmm. and crisp, so you're already tasting. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good. Ooh. A lot of sourness initially on that, but... But a lot of, like, um, fruit to back it up, though. Mm-hmm. Which are, like, lemony sour right up front, and then that kind of, like, transitions into what I'm assuming is the plum. I can easily assume it's the plum. It tastes like maraschino cherries to me. Does it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I can see what you're saying, but it's not, like... It's not offensive. Like I feel like it's not like sweet. Like maraschino cherries are like crazy sweet, usually because they're stored in like a like a sugar syrup. I'm looking up Italian plums. Okay. Oh, because I'm like the tasting notes on what those should be tasting like. like. Yeah. Hmm. It's really fresh, like refreshing and crisp on the end. The way it finishes and that salt and the goza just kind of like rounds it out. So, you know, with sour beers. A lot of times you can kind of have like this, this uh, sharp sourness that that hangs out on your tongue after you take a sip. But specifically with styles like Goza's, it really helps because the salt kind of softens that, and that's definitely happening with this. The mm. fruit has a much higher sugar content. Okay, well that's probably why you're thinking it's more on the sweet side. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I may have poured myself a little too much. This is good. Um, I can see where the base, like the base Goza is the same with that Persian lime that they did. I gotta be honest, I like this, but I think I like the Persian lime Goza more. Mm-hmm. Like, significantly more. And I think that really had to do with the Persian limes themselves, because Persian limes, as you had looked up, are kind of like a mix between a lime and a Meyer lemon. Yeah. Which is a really nice flavor profile. So well, I just I think, think this, that plums... This is like kind of different for yeah. a Goza. I like this better, though. You like it more than the Persian lime? I, well, I That's think... Fine. I think I saying. like it better because it is different. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I feel like a lot of... like. With Goza's, a lot of the time, you're, like, you're expecting like the lemon and the lime, those flavors. Yeah. So the, To me, I like this because it's just different. It's a departure from what you're going to get, typically. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. That's cool. can't really say it like I like that one that much better, because I think they're both both good beers. Mm-hmm. Well, like I was saying, like you can see where the base, the base Goza is the mm-hmm. same. You know, they're just using different fruits, which, honestly, I'm totally down for that. I like yeah. that idea. Like, Union Brewing near us in Baltimore, 
they they have a there goes a old pro which is an awesome code goza they keep doing releases with that with fruit um aged in like wine barrels and it's crazy popular it's one of those special release things that people line up in line for and we've been fortunate to have two two of them i believe two different ones and they're really good um so i'm a fan of like taking a base goza and then doing a bunch of different fruits in it so So good good job two roads next one we have is by stone yes this one oh i didn't give the abv on that plum goza 4.5 percent you can usually assume below five percent with gozas so the next one is by Stone Brewing. It is their Vengeful Spirit IPA, and it's 7.3% alcohol by volume. Say they it says it is an unfiltered IPA with juicy pineapple and mandarin orange. Hmm. And this can is from the Escondido, California brewery, which is kind of weird to me because I would think they would probably just do it from Asheville and ship it up because it's closer. Not Asheville. Richmond. Richmond. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Even closer. Yes. Like, well, Richmond's... Didn't they have beers that are only... They only brew at certain locations? Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. You know? No, you're right. I mean, it is a possibility where they're just kind of like, we're only going to brew this at uh, Escondido. What's it brewed with? Um, Juicy pineapple and mandarin orange, they said. Vengeful Spirit IPA, and it's got like a gargoyle that's like a tiki... Like a tiki gargoyle on it. It's a cool design. And it's got like purples, yellows, and yeah, it's pretty oranges. Can. Really cool can. Um, it's, it's yellowish. Pretty yeah. yellow, a little orange. Yeah. A little hazy. It's not like crazy hazy. Hmm. Well, um, obviously, I, it's easy to pick oh, up the pineapple. Hell yeah. And the mandarin orange. I'm also getting like some grapefruit. Yeah. I mean, it smells very tropical. Yeah. Super tropical. It smells like what you would expect from a New England style IPA, very juicy like that. And I'm sure that's what kind of what they're calling out with the juicy pineapple that they say. But I mean, that's what it smells like. It smells very clean in the end. But mm, I yeah. really like this. Ooh. Oh, it's got like um like a sugary sweetness on the end too. Yeah, I'm getting also another fruit on the taste. I'm orange peel it tastes like a little bit like the fruit cocktail that you get in like the can not nearly as sugary though no but like it's like the essence of that yeah like like fruit essence all the different like fruit flavors in there like the the pineapple and the pear and the peach and the so there's a relatively decent bitterness on the end of this and i like that like, I feel like it's backing it up. Yeah, it's just a good beer. And it comes off w- the way it's playing with the citrus in this. It's coming off as, like, an orange peel. Let me have another splash. Which is really nice. I like, you know, I, I like stone stuff, typically. They've been doing really nice stuff, especially when it comes to hoppy things. I think, as of late, if you're going to talk about, like, nine or non-New England-style IPA IPAs, I think stone is close to the top for me, for my uh, preferences. I'm not getting a ton of bitterness. I get a decent bitterness. At least more than you would assume from it saying, like, unfiltered IPA with juicy pineapple and mandarin orange, you know? 
But I love it. I love I that I think beer. this is really good. Mm-hmm. Definitely two solid beers for sure. Another masterfully done hoppy beer from Stone. Not surprised. I had a feeling this was going to be a really good one. And I also had a feeling that you were going to really be a fan. Yeah. So let's go to our next one. So as you've seen with the first two, what we're typically going to try to do for these types of episodes, the -the on-the-shelf ones, is get beers from breweries that have a wider distribution so that more people can be included and be like, oh, I could go get that. Like, I know where that is near us. But every now and then... I'm going to sneak something in that's more local. And the, this third one is a more local beer. I know it like just came out real recently. I've heard really good things. And this is sticking with the theme of a brewery that I've come around to kind of recently. And I'm like, I really want to try more stuff by them. It's Oliver Brewing out of Baltimore. Baltimore, Maryland, for people who don't know where Baltimore is. Oh, I, for- I only saw the end of this. I forgot that it's a sour IPA. Yes. <laughs> It is called Trendsetter Sour IPA, and it's 6%. This is like your new favorite style. I love sour IPAs, but the problem is there aren't enough of them done for me. Yeah. And like like I've said before, like, usually this is done kettle soured, and I feel like the only time I... Oh, God. Sometimes these cans are so full that it ends up being a problem. Got it. Dripping down your cord. Let me go get it. On the floor. On the table. Okay. Okay. Pour me some. Alright. So for me, like, it's hard to do this style well, because it's either not enough sour or too Too much much sour. Um. So, yeah, like I was saying, like, I'm not a huge fan of kettle souring at all, but I think it's very, very appropriate for souring IPAs, because... That really, that like that one note lemon sour goes really well with like a really nicely mm-hmm. hopped IPA. And I mainly first experienced that with what's still one of my favorite sour IPAs, which is Sour Murren Mer- River by Pizza Boy Brewing out of Enola, Pennsylvania. Rebecca had brought me some. I might be able to get more for you this it's week. Re- it's awesome. Like, And here's the thing, 16 ounce cans yeah. too. That's great. So... So the way this looks, probably like you would think. A sour IPA is very hazy, very orange. It's a little yellowish, but real orange. My first whiff, I smell sauerkraut. Sauerkraut? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, actually. That's that's crazy. Isn't it? You're 100% right. It does smell like sauerkraut. Like... That's so weird. I took one whiff and I was like, what is that? That is really familiar to me. It's legit like pickled cabbage. Yeah. Like, wow. As you That's keep, all I can get. As you keep smelling it, you can get no. some of that hoppiness. I can. This I get. It smells like the pork and sauerkraut, like the hot sauerkraut we make on New Year's Day. I, yeah. Yeah. I can't it, get past it. it. I don't think it I can. It 100% smells like our house on New Year's Day yes. when we do the, the... Pork and sauerkraut. Yeah, pork and sauerkraut in the crock pot. It definitely... <laughs> so funny. Like, that's not a very good smell for a beer, but... I like the smell, but obviously not as a beer. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I get, like, that lemon in the nose. I get orange, too, though. Like, I get an orange hoppiness in the nose as well. But it smells good. I don't like this at all. Kind of tastes like vomit. 
Like, well, kind of like when you actually don't throw well, up. Bile. Bile, yeah. Bile is what you're like, getting at. Like, you don't yeah. really throw up, it just kind of comes up in your mouth and then you swallow it. That's what so, it tastes like. I I th- this is gross. I think the way the sourness ends in my mouth is very much akin to. Yeah, I can't drink this. You know, when the when you're eating like a sour warhead and the sourness like hits the end. So there's like a little bit of like a bitterness that comes with the end of that sourness. So it's like sour transition to bitter. <coughs> That's what I get with it's this make beer. me barf. I can't drink the rest of this. I need a dump bucket. We'll go go dump it out in the sink. Yeah. I know. You want the rest of it? Oh. You like it? This is probably the worst beer I've had in a really long time. I can't even palate it. So it's... It's okay. No! No, 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 no. You can't say no. Oh, well. Because it's a person's taste. Okay, well, and that's one of the things I'm that we push no. on this show. Know, is you can't I'm say sorry. no to someone about their taste. Ugh. You can not like it. That's fine. You don't... You like this? It's okay. I, I'm not huge... When, okay, so obviously when I'm tasting this, I'm comparing it to that Sour Marin River, and I think the Sour Marin River is way, way, way better the than this Sour Marin River, like, you... has a solid base IPA, and then the sour component really adds mm-hmm. complexity to it. That so, beer is not... Again, it's not my style, but I can appreciate what it is. This, I can't even swallow. So I can't get much of a hot presence to this no. beer, to be honest. It's sour and malt. Like, it's really just sour and then malt sweetness with some bitterness there. Um, it would be nice to have, you know, when I say not much of a hot presence, I mean, I am getting the actual hot presences in the bitterness, but it'd be nice to get some more, like, hop flavor in there. Like, maybe go with something, like, nice and tropical, or even just do, like, um, well, maybe... I was just going to say, like, if you did more piney uh, hops, but I actually don't know how that would go with with that type of thing. I'm not, okay. You're not going to... No, just go dump it in the sink for now. Because you don't like it. No, because I'll drink it. I just don't want to drink that much more before we go to our last beer, mm-hmm. because it's creating phlegm at the moment for me. That's what sour beers do for me. I don't think I've ever dumped a beer on the show. I will say this. My initial taste, I did feel like I could taste that kind of sauerkraut with it, um, so I wasn't very happy about that, but as you continue to sip on it, that sauerkraut flavor starts to die out, and you're getting more of like a lemon sour than, like I was saying, like the bitterness and the malt sweetness at the end. I'm okay with this beer. I'm not a big fan. As, as far as sour IPAs go, it's a decent first attempt, in my opinion, but I don't, I don't think I could recommend it, necessarily. That sucks. I mean, I'd heard good things, and it's not bad, it's just... Oh my god, I'm not, not lying. I just burped, and like, it was gross. Like the beer. Alright, well, we'll Ew. leave that where it is. I do. I feel sick after that. Well, you also don't like really sour stuff, and it was pretty sour, so... Ugh. Um, alright, well then let's go to one that hopefully <sighs> you should like. I'm but, really excited about this one. So the last one is by Firestone Walker Brewing, and they're out of Paso Robles, California. 
And this is their Mocha Merlin, which is their um, regular Merlin, which was an oatmeal stout, but it's infused with coffee. Mm-mm. Hence the Mocha portion. So do remember, one. I'm not, like, I like Merlin, but the thing I always think about it when I have it is I would like it to have more body. Mm. It's usually very low on body, so just remember that going into this beer. Because if I didn't say that, I could. I feel like you'd probably be like, "There's, it's kind of less body than I want." This is five point five percent alcohol, okay. by the way. So, hope so to get a lot of coffee out of it. Darker yeah. than you would think. Yeah, you can kind of see stuff. through parts of it, but it's dark. Yeah, brownish around the outsides. A uh, little bit of bubbles. Nice, like that, like green coffee. Ooh, yeah. Oh my gosh, that coffee smell in there is really nice. Oh, so much coffee. So much amazing coffee. And it smells creamy on the end, too. Like, almost like a vanilla creaminess at the end. I took one smell, and then but, I, all of a sudden, oh, the beer ended up in my mouth. Oh, it jumped into your mouth? Yeah, somehow. I see. So, I, But it I, smells like cold brew, basically. Yeah, so with it beer. tastes really good. Like, really coffee. There is a lot of creaminess on the mouth. Mm. Oh, wow. Like, it, it doesn't have a ton of body, but... The creaminess kind of helps make the, it feel like it has more yeah. body than it actually does. But I'm also getting a lot of the vanilla notes. It's good. I really uh, like it. Yeah, when you said that, I was actually just thinking that. Is that, yeah, that creaminess gives uh-huh. it like faux body. So, yeah. Which is a really big improvement on the regular Merlin, honestly. It's like when you tease your hair for faux body. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Maybe you no should. Problem. I... I don't have a ton of hair, so... I, don't well, know. I know, that's why maybe you should oh, do oh, it. Oh, that's why I should do it. Yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's like a comb-over, you know. Got it. Like a comb-over. It's good. Honestly, yeah, this is a really nice beer. Um, I, I think it, it takes Merlin and makes it what I wanted it to be, kind of. Yeah, I like the... I mean, I like once in a while to have, like, a dark beer that's 5%. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like that. And for me, this kind of satisfies that dark beer with the coffee, and it gives you that creamy body that you want in a dark beer, but with the low ABV, which is nice. I think that's a really good point, because a lot of times when I think about stouts, I'm just like, most of them are imperial. And especially if you want to get ones that are coffee, they're imperial. So this is an awesome, awesome option for someone who does want a lower ABV beer uh, with a lot of nice coffee to it. This would be a great holiday beer, too. Oh, yeah. Because you could drink, you know, a lot of them and not get too drunk. And I don't do this, but if people do breakfast beers ever, Mm. this would be a really good breakfast beer because it's just like having your coffee, basically. Like some nice creamy coffee in the morning. Mm. Hmm. The, um... There's a lot of green coffee flavor to that, yeah. too. And there is, like, a nice kind of chocolatey finish with, like, that little bit, like, almost vanilla with the creaminess. Oh, you want more? I need a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, this beer's really good. It was totally made up for the last beer. Oh, well, that's good. Because otherwise I feel like you're just going to be in a really bad funk. Oh, man. <laughs> that last beer. Well, sorry. Now I know probably on these episodes not to have sour IPAs because you're not going to be... Although, that, did you no, like the sour marmite? I, I, I don't remember. I I liked it for what it was, mm-hmm. 
I could appreciate that it was a good beer. You it's just not. It. I don't yeah. feel like I want to like drink a lot of it. Like I think you had it and you were like, "Oh, it's so good," and I had it. I was like, "Oh, it's good. It's good." Mm-hmm. But then I think you had it again, and I was like, "I don't need to like drink more of it. It's just not my thing." But yeah. um, didn't we have one last time we were at of Love and Regret? Uh, yes. And that was a really nice one. Yeah, but that's because it wasn't that sour. Oh, that's why I liked it. Like it was. <laughs> Yeah, the sourness was really, really low. I'd say it was less of a sour IPA, more of a tart IPA, yeah. like slightly tart IPA. It was quite good. That's but, why I liked it. You know, yeah. I just feel like I don't know with, with the uh, with that trendsetter, you kind of have to you have to get stronger um, hop flavors in order to compete with that sourness or find a way to bring that sourness down or use it for cooking. It's you know, it's a it's a dance of trying to get them on the same level or have the hops a little like outcompete the sourness a bit. Put it in your pork and sour. <laughs> you could, I guess. I don't know what that would do though. No. It would probably no. just give it like a little beer aspect. Yeah, that could be good. That actually might not be a bad idea. Well, that that's why I idea. said it. Oh, okay. I have good ideas. You, that's true, but I just at first it sounded like an odd idea. Then when you think about it, could be a pretty solid idea. Anyway, um, you like this idea for this show? Sure. That <laughs> that's not a real answer. It's yes or no. I don't like the sure. I mean, I I prefer the cellar dives because this beer we already have. Okay, but if you're a listener, from a listener aspect, oh, from a listener aspect, then yeah, I think it's cool because you're kind of like kind of like trying before you buy. Yeah, exactly. And, th- and that's really what I wanted to do is be able to have like a little bit of a service with these episodes to say, you know, these are some things we noticed just came out. If you were eyeing them up, we're going to break them down for you and you can make a decision whether you really want them or not based off that. Just like with anything, like clothes, you want to try them on or you want to get reviews if you're buying them online. Yeah, totally. Like I always read reviews on how things fit, mm-hmm. but I never leave reviews, but... You always want to know. Make sure you're getting what you want. Yeah, I agree. So I feel like I can definitely recommend three out of these four. You're going back for more? Yeah, I'm going to try the trendsetter a little more. Just to see if, like, after something else it tastes different. I don't know. Oh, well, maybe. <sighs> Smelling it now. Still smells like sauerkraut. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if anyone else would think that. It's not a bad beer. Like, that's the thing. It's, like, not bad. It's just the sourness is a little too is a little bit stronger than a lot of the other nicer flavors. And that's kind of, like, making it a little off-kilter. But it's not bad. I mean... You need a barf bucket. It makes me hopeful for the type of sour IPA they could deliver in the future. I can say that. Tweak it. Oliver, tweak it. Twerk it. <laughs> Twerk this beer. Please twerk this beer. <laughs> like, tweak it to make it work is the twerk. Yeah. Yeah, so twerk this beer. Yeah. Maybe that should just be a thing we say. Like, when it's not quite where we want it, we say, please twerk, twerk this beer. Yeah, so, uh, rank. Okay. You got a rank. Wow. Um, hmm. This is kind of a tough one. It is a tough one, isn't it? Um, I know what you're gosh. between on your first two. And I, it's probably the same for me. For me. The stone and the firestone. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to rank beers like this because they're 
like polar opposites. Yes. Um. Hmm. Okay, so I think I'm actually going to go stone mm-hmm. as my top. Okay, the mm. spike, uh, vengeful spirit yeah. IPA. I couldn't remember the name of it. And then the milk of Merlin. Okay. And then the plum goza, and that trendsetter is not so even not even on your radar. <laughs> like I'm not even. Well, I'm still I'm sipping on more of it, and as I keep sipping it, the sourness is turning a little bit more to like a grapefruit. It's like turning your stomach, you mean? No, it's not. It's just... It's turning my stomach. It's turning more into like a grapefruit sourness, which is a little bit better, but still, like I said, you know, the same things I already said apply. But anyway, so I think I'm going to go Mocha Merlin as my one. What? Yeah, that beer Wait, is Wait, hold awesome. on. What? I'm... What? Well, I really like the Vengeful Spirit IPA, but yeah. that's that's a close second. Yeah. The reason I'm giving the Mocha Merlin the number one is because I already liked Merlin. Yeah. And I feel like this is the the one improvement that Merlin needed, basically. Mm. Like, it adds an additional flavor, which is an awesome flavor, and it fixes that one issue I had with Merlin. It, they twerked it. it they Exactly. Firestone Walker <laughs> totally twerked that beer. Um, it is good. I mean, they're both really good. Yeah. So the Mocha Merlin is my number one. The Vengeful Spirit IPA is my number two. The uh, Two Roads Plum goes as my number three, and obviously the Treadsetter by Oliver's uh, Sour IPA is number four. But it would be like, like I said, number four hundred in my opinion. That's fine. I am now. So people were like raving about this beer really? about about the Treadsetter. So I'm wondering if it's people who have never had Sour IPA before. Um, huh. because, or, I mean, maybe there are some bad iterations out there, too. That's quite possible, but this is an okay one. Um, okay. Well, anyway. Our cat is scratching on her scratch board, if you hear that. Well, we neglected to feed her before yeah. doing this. We were like, definitely feed the cat before we record, because she's going to come bother us. And, and then the excitement about beer invaded our brains, and, and we, we forgot, forgot to feed her. Because that's what happened. So here she is, trying to... Get attention. To get fed, basically. So, anyway, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this. Thanks for doing this uh, Mm -hmm. episode. Uh, People let me know in the future if you want us to do some more of these. Because, honestly, this would be a perfect opportunity to to say, hey, there's a new beer that hit the shelf. Could you try and get that one and review that? Because I've been thinking about it, and I don't know if I should do it. So, send those types of things to BrutalBattlePodcast at gmail.com. Just another excuse for Carlin to buy more beer. Yes, maybe. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're going to be making episodes. I know. Anyway, thanks everyone for checking it out, and please remember to keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.